our dear um, staff from the department. Uh, today we are dealing with a matter that uh, has always been on our hands, um, trying to find a solution. But uh, whilst we're trying to find a solution, um, we then got confronted by a new challenge, which became an emergency, <coughs> uh, which is the issue that relates to the um, fuel hikes that we've experienced over the past year and got complicated now more by the challenge of the East conflict. Um, <clears throat> to an extent that um, um, we can say that uh, there is more uh, that can possibly, there's more that can happen, but I'm sure all of us sitting here we wish that uh, the best could happen and be peace and harmony so that uh, these uh, particular challenges can be confronted on their own without being um, compounded by such external factors. But being the case as it may, can I get whether are there any apologies Good morning, Honorable Chair, Honorable Members, and our guest. Chair, I've got only one apology from Mr. Masaule. He's off sick for the whole week. Thank you, Chair. Okay. Uh, please allow me, Honorable Members, just for the sake of um, network security, uh, at least you can see I'm still the person you know. Can I then allow me, please, to go through the normal process of uh, network and uh, security? And <coughs> sorry about that. Um, honorable members, we have been seized since at least since last year uh, with the issue of the fuel heights, the crisis, which we said it was reaching almost crisis levels. But as this committee, we are not new. We can't uh, run away from the fact that um, when we took over 2019, we took over all the work that was done by the committee uh, prior, in as much as there could have been two, these could have been different committees, which is uh, um, mineral resources as a separate committee. And then you would have had the uh, commi portfolio committee on energy. When these two got, got combined, uh, it meant that we are taking all responsibility, liability, or whatever that would have done by the past two committees. That includes the matter that relates to the challenges as far as fuel heights are concerned. And um, we have listened to many presentations 
<coughs> if you recall, we invited the department last year together with SAF. We invited uh, the Automobile Association, AA. Um, subsequently, we again invited the department this year, uh, just recently, uh, almost a week ago. We then invited uh, that when the department was here, obviously, again, it was with uh, the Central Energy Fund, which is SAF. We then invited also the, <coughs> the National Treasury, which is the Department of Finance. We invited um, the CSIR, which is a research institution that has tried to do some work in this field. Um, we invited uh, what I would say stakeholders, it may not be all, but always uh, acknowledge that there could be an error of judgment on our side. We would have wished to, to cover everyone. But this is a serious matter. And um, <clears throat> before we go to recess, we need to be able to say, what do we think now has to guide us uh, in confronting this uh, huge uh, crisis or task. Now, the, we will recall also that uh, at that time, we're dealing with fuel hikes um, within the context of what one would call a rise in commodity prices. Now, uh, obviously influenced by market changes. Now we are confronted with a new crisis, um, which now uh, compounds the same work that uh, initially it was our responsibility to find a solution. Uh, the conflict in the in the in the east in Eastern Europe, <clears throat> and based on that, we now have to see or to deal with what uh, we think as a committee needs to be taken into consideration with regards to mitigating against all these issues that one uh, that, that I've raised. So we have asked the committee staff, especially the researcher, uh, I only say researcher stroke content advisor, to at least compile a report that will receive the attention of this committee. Um, so that this committee can then be able to say what needs to be done. I must say, honorable members, you are matured, you are dealing with a very serious and sensitive matter. I urge and request all of us to be focused on the matter at hand and try and find solutions. Um, I, I, I always say that uh, when we deal with such issues, we must be prepared and accept that we may we will present different views, uh, different perspectives, some very fundamental. And there's nothing wrong with that. And that is why you are in parliament representing different political views, different political perspectives. But at the end of the day, you are South Africans, you have got uh, a patriotic responsibility to seek and try and find a common ground that will benefit, especially the majority of our people. So my appeal is that, um, unfortunately, I've never attended uh, a course of mediation 
Um, I think uh, I've attended many of the meetings on uh, what are the responsibilities of chairing a meeting. So I will add that in as much as we may differ, we may reach certain positions. Uh, please avoid a situation where you want me to be converted into a matter that I don't have a skill on, or I was never trained on. If it happened that I have, it will be just something that uh, I found on the space. Not that it's something that I attended uh, or I was uh, trained or uh, workshopped on. I've been workshopped in chairing, but I've never been uh, in a workshop on uh, mediation skills. So I just add that uh, uh, if we differ, it's okay. But let's not uh, have to mediate a situation where we mediate between individuals. Um, uh, to me, those, those are just uh, 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 behavioral issues, uh, personal conduct. Let's try by all means to be as mature as possible, find a solution, disagree where we have to disagree, but we disagree as mature adults. <clears throat> because this is a very sensitive and a very serious matter that uh, uh, I'm sure every South African is looking for that solution at the end of the day to confront this. Lastly, we all know the implications of the uh, fuel prices. The actual person who feels the brand at the end of the day is that individual who considers going somewhere, whether to collect a social grant or what, <clears throat> who's going to be confronted by the fact that uh, due to those fuel hikes, public transport becomes too expensive. Is that individual who's going to go to the shop when you could put a full basket, is unable to do so because the costs of fuel have been transferred to, uh, to, to, to agricultural, especially agricultural products which find themselves on the shelves. So we are dealing with these issues because we have to find that solution on the basis uh, that uh, it is not just a direct incurred cost. It also affects down the value chain a number of our people, including those ordinary people that uh, have got minimal to survive on. And we seek and need to find a solution that will save them from uh, the worst ever conditions due to these matters. That's just my appeal, honorable members, as we seek and try to find a solution. Um, <clears throat> Ari, can I ask if we, I'm not sure who's going to flag this um, uh, report? Um, then uh, can I ask uh, uh, Mr. Maboda, can I ask you to? then uh, presented the reports. I don't think you need them to go to almost many details, just especially on the main body of the reports, a summary version of it, and then we'll have to deal mainly on the observations as well as the, the recommendations. Can I give it to you, uh, Mr. Mapoda? All right. Um, uh, good morning, honorable members. Um, 
colleagues and guests. Um, I'm Savoyle, researcher for the committee, uh, acting colleague advisor as well. Uh, I'll just take you through the members, the report that we prepared for discussion. Um, can you, Ari, please go to the first section, the introduction. Uh, chairperson, you've given uh, pretty much the introduction. So what you summarized is pretty much the context within which the introduction is is based on. But the just to, the introduction is basically show, trying to um, show the reader that indeed the can you go to the table Ari, that the the tables yeah is basically to show that indeed um this table shows that indeed there is an increase um in fuel prices uh, using the three years 2019 up to 2021 to show the changes in fuel prices um then the next one which is table two also is showing the reader that um where your when you buy petrol, um, when you buy petrol in the in the service in the service station, where does your money go to? So it goes to this um, as as shown in the in this in this table. So the introduction was basically to give that context um, to the reader as well as to highlight that uh, the committee has been dealing with the issue since uh, last year, as the chairperson has has alluded to. Um, in April and uh, in April last year, uh, and 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 the fact that the current stakeholder engagements are, are not happening um, as a result of the Ukraine um, Russia conflict, it, it, it's a matter that the committee has been seized with uh, in the past year, uh, based purely on the increase in fuel prices, not on the on the geopolitics. So the geopolitics, as the chairperson has has, uh, has alluded to, had added more threat uh, or pressure on the issue of the fuel prices. Um, yeah, that is the introduction. And then part B of the report, it's a summary of the engagements that the committee had with the stakeholders. As the chairperson had listed, we had GMRE, National Treasury, CSIR, SAPIA, SAYOGA, uh, LFWA, SAPRA, FRA, and last year we also had um, the Automobile Association um, of South Africa. So, uh, Chair, I'm not going to go through in details um, on this because the, is the, the, this section summarizes the presentations of the various stakeholders. So, I'm not going to arrange them through. What, I, what I'll do, I'll just highlight some of the common issues uh, or common proposals that came out from, the, from all the stakeholders. Uh, some of the proposals um, that came out um, from all the stakeholders, um, selected uh, proposals, uh, is that So some some of the proposals um, are, are from to, from section two point one to two point eight that is all the stakeholders that submitted. So what the proposal was that um, or the concern of the proposal was that the closure of the South Af African refineries should be discouraged as much as possible. Uh, there was there, there was a, a proposal that there is a need to invest in exploration so that we have our own oil and the refining capacity so as not to rely on imports. 
there is a need to invest in biofuels. Um, uh, there is a need for a complete review of the fuel pricing structure. Uh, all aspects or some submitted that perhaps only scrap the, the rough levy from the fuel price. And then there was a proposal that there needs to be a move towards the electrification of transportation systems, such as moving towards electric, electric vehicles. Uh, there was a, a call for a need to add more car generation capacity. Uh, this point was made um, by the CSIR in relation to the fact that uh, to avert load shedding, ESCOM uses massive amounts of diesel. Uh, another point uh, or recommendation was that um, they, uh, they, they, there may be a need to reduce VET, that is a way VET that is built into the LPG price. Uh, there was also an indication that there is no VET on paraffin, so a special intervention may be needed uh, in this regard. Uh, another point, um, another point that does not really speak to directly speak to the measures to address fuel prices, it was that the, the industry is not transformed as only there is only 55% of women representation um, in the sector. So that is just a summary of, of, of the submissions, uh, key issues picked up. Uh, I can go to point three, please. Section three of the report. Uh, section of the report is just to take members back to, to last year where it had engagements on the fuel prices and, and what at the time uh, the proposals were from the committee. Um, so the committee had proposed that uh, the, the committee had proposed that the department should engage with the uh, freight companies in order to resolve the issue of the 15% premium on freight as the department at the time indicated that the 15% built in the basic fuel price was not um, justifiable. Uh, another proposal from the committee was that the, the department should, should look into procuring fuel from the African countries um, as that may mitigate, uh, minimize the risk uh, of security. Um, of, oh yeah, the risk of, of the, the security risk. Yeah, and then the, the last one was that the committee, uh, the department should conduct a review of the BFP, uh, including alternatives on domestic taxation aspect uh, of the fuel price. So that's it in terms of the of the body of the report. And then uh, in this in the spirit of teamwork, I will read through the observations and and, and recommendations. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Chair. Number four, observations. The Portfolio Committee on Mineral Resources and Energy, having engaged with the stakeholders in the oil and gas sector, made the following observation. The geopolitics and South Africa's reliance on imported crude oil is a real security threat. It further noted that although for now, the Russia-Ukraine conflict may not have had a significant impact on the country. It is, however, a signal that the country should not take the situation for granted. A conflict could occur in any country, including those countries South Africa is importing crude oil from. The committee observed that even though the Murani Commission 
had made strides for South Africa to be self-sufficient. Some of its recommendations have not been implemented, including the review of strategic stocks policies. The general concern, the closure of South African refineries would have on the existing fuel supply challenges. However, it must also be noted that upgrading the existing refineries to meet the cleaner fuels to standard is often cited as a challenge by the companies in the refining sector, arguing that upgrading would not be economically sustainable. Thus, a debate is often on whether a country should invest in upgrading the existing refineries or build a new mega refinery in line with the international trends. The committee noted that to minimize the impact of load shedding, ESCOM uses diesel for its peaker plants. If the conflict continues and the fuel supply threat continues, coupled with high prices associated thereto, the country may find itself in, in a difficult situation. Therefore, it is important that additional generation capacity is brought online through the fast-tracking of the projects currently in the pipeline. The committee further noted that the domestic aspects, which relates to taxes and fuel levies, built in the structure of fuel prices, was the quickest relief to the current high fuel prices. The National Treasury had indicated that taxes and fuel levies accounted for about 30% of the fuel price. That the price of LPG and paraffin form part of the fuel prices. These are energy sources mostly used by poor people, especially paraffin. It was also noted that there is VAT built into the LPG and there is no VAT on paraffin. VAT is in the control of the South African government, thus relief is possible. The committee conceded that enabling the biofuels industry could assist in minimizing their reliance on imports. However, government support in this regard is important as the biofuels industry requires sub subsidization. Some progress has been made in this regard. The biofuels regulator framework was approved by the cabinet on 13 December 2019 and was officially gazetted on 7 February 2020. Now we proceed to number five, the recommendations. The Portfolio Committee on Mineral Resources and Energy, having engaged with the stakeholders on measures to address the very high petrol prices, recommends the Minister of Mineral Resources and Energy, in collaboration with the Minister of Finance, should develop mechanisms to address the fuel increases. Expedite the review of all aspects of the fuel price structure. This should include reviewing the LPG and illuminating paraffin prices. The review must undergo a broader public consultation process as it affects various stakeholders across the oil and gas value chain. Three, investment in the upstream petroleum industry through the fast-tracking and prioritizing the upstream petroleum resources development bill. Four, urgent review of the country's strategic stocks policies 
including considerations to factor in provisions to this effect in the upstream petroleum resources development bill. Five, the enhancement and strengthening of the role of the Petroleum Agency of South Africa, PASA, and the Council for Geoscience as the key government entities involved in the upstream petroleum industry. Six, exploring the option of building a mega refinery. Seven, coordination, harmonization, and integration of energy resources on the African continent through the African Union in order for the African countries to trade more amongst themselves, especially on the issues of oil and gas. Eight, the Department to fast-track programs aimed at increasing electricity generation capacity, such as the risk mitigation uh, independent power producer procurement program, amongst others. Nine, government to support the growth of the biofuels industry. That is the end of the uh, report, Chair. Thank you. Thank you, Sifuen Ari. Honorable members, uh, there is your take. Can I get uh, some hands if there are any? I see the hand of Honorable Milam. I see the hand of Honorable Malinga. That all. I see the hand of Honorable Lorima. I see the hand of Honorable Matogwe. Is that all? Going one, two, three. We'll see next round. Honorable Dana will come after Honorable Matogwe. It will be Honorable uh, Mailem. Honorable uh, Malinga, Honorable Lorima, Honorable Matoga, I'll come after Honorable when Honorable Matoga is done. Chairperson, thank you. Good morning. Um, Chairperson, I'd, I'd like to thank everybody for the uh, report and, and for the, the various inputs. I think it's been a, a very valuable discussion. Um, there are a couple of things that I'd like to highlight. The the first is, is um, and and I raise this primarily because it's not relevant. If we could go to the, the section um, of the submissions of the Fuel Retailers Association, please. Yeah, there. Thank you. Chair, I'm concerned that there is a red herring that is being thrown into, into the report here, and that is the transformation aspect of um the industry i'm not for one second disputing that transformation is necessary or uh uh or is is unnecessary um but rather that that this is not the the report in which we should be discussing transformation here we should be focusing purely on on the basic fuel price or on the fuel price rather than 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 transformation so that's that's a concern um, Chair, if we can go down to the observations, please. Okay, so um, 
the observation that I have a concern with is the third bullet point. It said, however, it must be noted that the that upgrading the existing refineries to meet the cleaner fuels two standard is often cited as a challenge by companies in the refining sector, arguing that upgrading would not be economically sustainable. Now, the part I have a concern with is the next sentence. Thus, a debate is often on whether a country should invest in upgrading existing refineries or build a new mega refinery in line with international trends. With all due respect, Chair, that's not the debate. The debate is whether we should invest in, in refineries at all or whether we should continue to import uh, crude and refined products. So I think that the way that the debate is being framed is misleading. You know, if you're going to have a, a, a refinery, then then have a refinery. But if you're not going to have a refinery, then, then you need to have an alternative. And the alternative is not to build a bigger refinery, it's to import the stocks from elsewhere. So I, I have a concern with that. Um, if we could uh, then scroll down a little bit further to the recommendations. Um, first of all, just on the heading of recommendations, there's a, a spelling error there. Thank you. Sorry, I'm a grammar Nazi. Um, Chair, I, I have no issue with the, the, the recommendations, again, except for the point about um, exploring the option of building a mega refinery. It's the, I think it's the sixth or seventh bullet point. Um, what I would suggest is that that, that be re reworded to, to say something along the lines of that a business case be developed reviewing the various options uh, for sourcing refined product in South Africa, including one, uh, upgrading existing refineries, two, building a mega refinery, three, importing uh, refined product from other countries. Uh, uh, would you like me to repeat that? To explore the please, various please, options? Pilot, please. To explore the various options? Uh, including one, upgrading existing refineries. Two, building a mega refinery. Or three, uh, importing crude and refined products from other countries. Could we? Ari, could we make it and or before three? What I'm essentially asking for here, Chairperson, is that that rather than 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 locking ourselves into a particular um, solution, that we 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 have a a rational discussion based on the facts as to whether or not uh, an option is better than another option. Um, so whether or not upgrading existing refineries is better than building a mega refinery or whether that's better than importing uh, crude and refined products from other countries. So I'm, I'm saying let's let's evaluate the various options and decide which one is the best. But to do that, we need to have 
a, a comprehensive review and, and um, uh, business case generated. Um, just one last comment, and that is on the role of the Petroleum Agency in South Africa. Um, we've said it before, and I think that, that it, it bears repeating, and that is that we may need to look at the, the regulatory role of PASA uh, with regards to, to NURSA and just make certain that there is no overlap of function, whether PASA is not performing a function that should, uh, in fact, be, be performed by NURSA. Um, I, I just think that there's a, there's a need to just have a review of the, the, the delegations, I guess, of regulatory authority. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you. Thank you, Chairperson. Greetings to yourself, members of the Portfolio Committee, um, the department and our committee staff and everybody who's on the platform. Chairperson, let me welcome the report that has just been presented to us and, and say, Chair, I agree with the, the, the recommendations, also concur with the observations of the, of the committee, Chair. I uh, also want to say, Chair, that um, I think it was um, uh, the retailers that were talking about, um, um, uh, what's this thing, rough, but it's just that the person who was uh, presenting was not uh, clear enough on what they intended to do on the rough. I think in the immediate, Chair, the scrapping of rough uh, text will assist to cushion uh, the burdened motorist. But Chairperson, I, I, my, my question then would be: Will, will the scrapping of RAF need us to do the public hearings, or will it need the executive authority to just take a decision that maybe for the next three months? Uh, while they find another solution to get a a a. a any levy that needs to be to be uh, to replace RAF, will it be them or the executive authority that takes that that decision? Because I think scrapping this to run 18 cent per liter chair will will go a a, a very long way. Uh, my question is just based on that one chair that we can't just scrap it and not have any other any other text to replace it with. Thank you very much, Chair. Morning, Chair, and uh, morning, colleagues. Uh, my uh, input regards the recommendations, the third bullet point, uh, which is investment in the upstream petroleum industry through the fast-tracking and prioritizing of the upstream petroleum resources development bill. Um, my input here, and with the next point, is concerned with the the um, the lack of um, um, uh, timing on this. Um, I, I would just like to, to know whether we can put into this recommendation something about the department giving us feedback on the progress with the upstream petroleum resources development bill. I'd like to see a plan for when this bill is actually coming to parliament. And I think if we ask the department to report back on this, we may... Uh, get action faster. Um, similarly, with the following bullet, the fourth bullet point, the urgent review of the country's strategic stocks policies, 
Uh, now, urgent review can um, expand to take a long time. Can we not again ask for a timetable or a report back from the department on what they're doing and, and maybe schedule that into our committee meetings next term? Mr. Chair, I'll be guided by you. Um, thank you, Chairperson. Uh, I'd also like to welcome the report. Um, I think it's captured quite well in some instances. Um, I think as well, Honorable Lorima has um, highlighted what I'd wanted to highlight in terms of timelines. But it's not just on those two points, but overall that with all the recommendations that were put in, we must have timelines in terms of when they must be done. Um, and this is also coming from the fact that some of the recommendations that we are making here, um, I would like to believe that they were made in a similar conversation um, that we had around fuel prices and the refinery industry sometime last year. And we're not necessarily sure what happens to those recommendations. So I'm just going to request that, can we at least have timelines in terms of when are we going to get feedback on each and every recommendation that we make? And then also, I do not see um, the issue of the freight premium as well. I do understand that in one of the or in one of the presentations we had discussed that the issue of the freight premium, which I think also is where sometime last year we had as the committee and also department are flagged as something that did not make sense and had needed to be reviewed. But up until now, we're not really sure how far uh, the department is or the relevant stakeholders are in reviewing that freight premium. Um, those are the two uh, points that I'd wanted to make, Chair. Thank you very much. Thank you, honorable members, uh, for your contribution. Can I check, are there any other hands? Look, I think the first thing, let me start, um, um, honorable members and uh, um, Mr. Mapota. The first thing, I think there, there is an area which uh, I think it's, um don't want to say it's, um, it's a request on personal, don't want to say conduct because it doesn't become now a request that what I think was raised by the department um, on, on how to mitigate in the meantime on things that uh, on our own. For an example, uh, when we were confronted with COVID, there were certain things that were required, let alone some of them were being enforced. But just to be encouraged to wash your hands, uh, put on a mask and all those kind of things. I think for me is that um, somewhere the committee must raise the issue that uh, it may sound like a, 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 side, a side problem, a side issue. That we should, in my view, we should um, encourage our people to do all the, in the meantime, to do all the necessary voluntary measures that they can be considered. 
For an example, the point that was raised that um, try and reduce the speed, it will not only save us in terms of um, road carnage, but it will also save huge um, when it comes to 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 fuel and um, all those kind of things just those examples i think it's important that uh, as a committee um, we should emphasize as a voluntary exercise not a matter of uh, a law or enforcement of law just to 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 to, to talk to those uh, i'm not sure uh, someone, someone said to me that uh, in as much as you may not use an aircon, but when you open your window, the air inside acts against the, 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 the direction that the car is going. And therefore, it makes the car to consume more. I'm not sure. I'm just saying those are some of the things that um, we, we have to take into consideration. But one thing, honorable members, please help me. If uh, I, I, I like something that is straightforward. No, I don't have a problem with men. I think, honorable Milam, you, 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 your points also were taken into cognizance. My, my take is that the report should be able to draw a distinction between what is immediate and what is an emergency. In the immediate, my view is that um, we're committing crime. If we ask our own minister to talk to the, in that first bullet we made, to, is it engages with the ministry in, uh, in treasure to also say that they must consider, um, what do you call it? Is it the tax holiday or tax exemption? on all matters that relate to, 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 to fuel or protein, petroleum products, something to that effect. I think it would be important, honorable members, because it then says the Minister of Finance as an immediate, at the, at the emergency, like all other countries, most of the countries have done, uh, uh, considers, I don't know whether it's a correct word or we should say must um, uh, introduce um, tax exemption on matter on all matters of, of fuel products, something to that effect. I think for me, it, it would because we are dealing with a crisis now, with an emergency. Um, if I'm correct, when the department presented, uh, even through the mouth of the minister, they did highlight that uh, what we have, in as much as it can be determined how huge or costly it will be, it is only a projection of two months. After two months, we could be in the worst ever situation uh, than what we are dealing with now. I, if if I, I quote the, the, the department correctly. So my view is that uh, maybe we should be bold enough. The second thing, <clears throat> I'm not sure whether we, we are in agreement or we are in agreement, but uh, silently not together on the issue of the 
um, levies, especially the issue of RAF. I'm saying RAF in the context that it could be a long-term matter, regardless that it could, we are dealing with also some elements of emergency now. I'm worried the report is, is, it doesn't seem to be clear when it comes to the issue of the, the levies, especially RAF. I'm raising this thing because as far as I'm, where I'm sitting is that if you continue to have RAF on fuel, in fact, most people have been asking why even other countries that are, um, are, are, are dependent on us as far as access to fuel is concerned, whether in Swaziland or Swatini or even Botswana, they, they've got cheaper fuel compared to us. And the argument has always been that it is a simple thing. First thing is that when it comes to the issue of fuel levies, in particular, they don't have enough. But the point is, when you look at um, the consequences of fuel hikes in the value chain, most definitely it, it doesn't take away, in as much as it may remain static, it doesn't take away the impact and the additional uh, costs of the levies, in particular RAF. I'm not sure whether I'll be disrupting the meeting when I say, shouldn't we be bold enough and say the, the, both the Minister of Mineral Resources and Energy as well as the Minister of Finance uh, should and must uh, consider um, moving RAF, not taking out it, moving RAF out of the department on when it comes to fuel. The point I think one of the presenters made here was that if, for instance, you take someone when it comes to RAF, just by virtue of going to the pump uh, in order to put in fuel or diesel in a generator, how will that person cause an accident? What, what, is, what, is, what is a road accident uh, danger there? Because that person will be doing it at home. In the same way, when you look at paraffin, there is it's some of those things. So the point I'm trying to say is that it is not a way of doing away, but it, in the same way you deal with um, carbon tax, in the same way you deal with um, roadworthy uh, certificates, which means the renewal of disk and other things. It means now the individual who has got the vehicle that requires must equally be required to have what I would say, in, in most cases, in most countries, they say you can't, uh, every car that is on the road, it is an offense if, if you are on the road without an insurance. So I see the issue of RAF to be more of an insurance on road accidents by the state. In the manner, so it's not a question that we are saying it is, uh, look, we are saying it is located wrongly where it is currently, because it is, and now you are also to the road accident fund. You are only saying you are punishing when you've got electronic cars now and uh, battery driven, all those things. You are actually saying now you are punishing those who are dependent on fuel. Then it should rather be a tax on fuel, not a tax on road accident, because electric cars themselves that you are having, they can cause equality a similar damage that it could be caused by a, 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 a car that is fuel-based. 
But I, I can't get the sense, I, maybe members can help. The issue of the timelines, I think, let's say that um, we, we, that when we submitted this, remember this is a report probably to have to go to, I'm not sure, Ari, you, can, you can guide me in terms of the procedure, but I think it will have to be sent so that it can be tabled and be debated in the House. In terms of the timelines, uh, I'm not sure how it will, because the reason honor members who put this thing, we wondered at least by the time we fold this first term, we must have made a determination of what we think is the way forward. So I think the question of the timeline, it, it can be, but uh, I thought Honorable Lorima was saying that uh, based on what we are doing, we must then ask the department to come and um, give recommendations, including the issue of the legislation. Uh, maybe I had an I can help. At some point, I heard that uh, the upstream petroleum what what bill is uh, already in the corridors of parliament already, uh, but I'm not sure about it. Uh, I think we can do that, honourable members, even as a, as a as a direct question from this committee to say, based on the challenges that we are faced with, when does the minister think that he can be able to present to the committee? the upstream petroleum bill. I think that is that is a straightforward thing. But some of the issues then um, might be a little bit technical. For an example, the issue of the refineries. I think Honorable Lauren, uh, Mylan, you are correct on that point. Maybe on that one, which is about the exploration and uh, a business case on the options that can be considered now because we're being specific. Can we say that in the second quarter, uh, the department must present a business case on the possible options on refineries, whether it's about upgrading existing, whether it's about um, uh, an establishment of a mega one or um, import of crude and refined. Just say in the first, in the second quarter, the department must be able to present that business case to the committee. Um, I think some of the issues, obviously, is, uh, will be are more of um, uh, a, a long-term uh, consideration. Uh, we can, uh, if committee, if the members allow, we can write to the department and say when do they consider. But Ari and Ayanda must um, must um, help us whether it is not there or not. In the same way, I think the issue of RAF for me, uh, if we agree, is, is as urgent as yesterday, uh, as a way of cushioning. And uh, those who are supposed to be liable for it, be, it be directed to those. Can I get your comments, honorable members? I'm not sure whether the hands that are here are the old ones or are the new ones. I see the hand of uh, Honorable Malinga. I see the hand of uh, Honorable Mailem. Uh, okay, I see only those two hands for now. It's an old hand, Chair, but I agree with what you've just said. <laughs> okay, Honorable Mailem. 
Thank you, Chairperson. Chair, I, I agree with what you've said as well. Um, I just want to point out that um, uh, RAF sits with the Department of Transport, and um, I think that it would be worthwhile pulling them in on this discussion, particularly with regard to RAF. Um, it's covered in legislation. It's in the, the Road Accident Fund Act, and I think that we we, we may need to have a joint meeting or something with the Department of Transport, with the, the Portfolio Committee on Transport, um, in order to address that issue. Thank you, Chair. Okay, but we agree in principle. Yes, Chair. Let's let then say that uh, we, we, we will ask for a presentation. Let's involve, I think let's agree also, let's involve Treasure. That uh, in as much as we, in principle we agree, we will ask the Department of Transport to make a presentation on the Road Accident Fund Act. The problem, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Please bear with me. Remember, the RAF sits with the Department of uh, Employment and Labor. Am I wrong? And I remember, where does RAF sit? I know it's detected by us. Is it with uh, the Department of Labor and uh, Empl Employment and Labor? Sorry, Chair, can I come in? It's Department yeah. of Transport. The road road accident fund, it's under transport. Oh, okay. The last time I checked, it was under labor. I was told it was under labor. When money disappeared, uh, in this, it's fine. Then let's facilitate that meeting um, with the uh, Department of Labor, with the Department of Transport, as well as uh, probably Treasury. Is there any other met honorable members I might be leaving out? Well, again, we say it must be a high priority in our second term. Um, Report, ne? Now, second term program. Silence means consent. Sorry, Chair, uh, the second term program. No, let me check. We agree with what you said, Chair, and the, the proposal that we have a joint uh, meeting with the uh, PC of transport and treasure. I don't know if not I was saying, honorable members, the issue of that meeting be a prioritized item in the second term program. Remember, we're closing the first term program on Friday. When we adopt this report, and then we say we will prioritize the issue of the joint committee meeting with transport in particular in our first term, in our second term program. If that is a, I assume we agree. Is there therefore any move of the report with the amendments, not adopting, not the adoption, move of the report with the amendments that have been made Chair, move the adoption of the report. No, 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 we're not adopting. 
we just move it so that it can be good. We will only adopt it on Friday. Okay. Remember, sure. we, have, we have a principle that says we give the report, we deliver it on the report, we allow the staff to go back, put in exactly what the words, as, as we have said, they bring it back, we look at it now, whether it's, it's no longer a discussion, is it a reflection of what we talked about, and then we adopt it then. But we have to move it because they can't go and correct something that we don't own. Chair, then I move that, that the, the report be referred back to the staff for amendment. Okay, there's a move of the report. Any seconder? Seconded, Chair. Thank you very much. Next item, uh, Ari and Ayanda. The minutes, Chair, of 18 and 22 March. Okay. We can't see them. We can't start from resolution. Okay, honorable members, uh, let's leave the attendance. Let's go down. Um, yes, opening presentations, fine. Uh, there it is uh, in terms of the, the point three, point four. Okay, go down. Members, yeah, the minutes. Uh, is there any in the absence of additions or, or, or corrections? Any move of the minutes? Otherwise, we'll sit here, all of us, look at each other. Is there any move of the minutes? I move, Chair. Is there any seconder? Any seconder? Chair, I'll second it. Thank you very much. Is there, are there any matters arising? One, two, in the absence of matters arising, uh, the minutes are agreed to. The next item, Ari, is there? Minutes of 22 March, Chair. Uh -huh. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think we've just done most of those things now. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. Mm. 
Okay. Is there any more of the minutes? Chair, move the adoption of the minutes. Okay. Any second? Second, Chair. Thank you very much, honorable members. Um, in the light of that, is there any other item I read? Because I thought those were our last minutes. Uh, that we finished for today, Chair. Okay, honorable member. Honorable Mylem. Chair. Yes, thank you, Chair. Uh, Chairperson, I sent you a letter last week about um, oversight at Kuburg. You you will recall we were supposed to go to oversight there uh, early last year, and it was cancelled for COVID reasons. Um, and then you and I had a discussion while we were doing the gas amendment bill, public participation about it. Um, Chair, I, I do think that it's something that we still need to prioritize. And I'd, I'd really ask that we put it on the program for the second quarter, um, possibly in the committee week at the end of April. Um, is that something that we can do, Chair? I, 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 did, if, uh, I think it will be it's something that we must consider. Um, I'll speak with the staff when we look at the We'll present the program uh, Friday, ne? Aaron, Ayan. Correct. Second quarter program, we will deal with it. But I think, yes, we've got the outstanding, um, outstanding work. One of the areas, uh, I think now, as you remind me, we will take that into consideration, including the issue of uh, Mosel Bay. Those are some of the things that are in front of the committee. We will present the, the, the program, including the oversight week uh, proposal. But I think I don't think we there could be a disagreement on the matter that you are raising. Is that okay? Okay. Thank you, Chair. Uh, yes. Uh, in that score, um, the meeting stands adjourned until Friday. Recording stopped. Thank and, you, Chair. Uh, I must remain behind. Yes, thank you, Chair. And Ari and Simu. <laughs> <laughs> and come, Michael, if possible, Chair. Come, Michael, Gado. Can you stay behind? Uh -huh. yes. Yes. Who the side was the first one to move here. Okay, I, know some, I know someone is not happy. So Valencia is not happy. <laughs> <He's>, she's gone. I'm listening at conference on Friday. Ruby? <laughs> no, Jafta is gone. I'm still here. No, he's still here. Jeff. Jeff. He's never looked at the animals. I am never looked at the animals. I see. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
I suspect some people, they just plug and then uh, they leave. They can't even realize that the meeting is... Uh... Uh, so I have to take them out now. I see they don't want to leave. I'll just excuse okay. them. No, that's why. Probably they're not even on the platform. Which after a full one, we are 